Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. United States Center for Disease Control adds five more Caribbean destinations to COVID high-risk list. Pan American Health Organization sets goal of 70% vaccination rate by mid-2022. Rihanna's Clara Lionel Foundation has pledged $15 million to climate justice groups. Caribbean nation of St. Vincent exports first cargo of medical cannabis. British Virgin Islands reclaims award for best offshore financial services. Lime Tree Bay Refinery now belongs to West Indies Petroleum. And Philadelphia Union signs Haitian D'Anton Sorensen. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, January 26th. We start a report today with a look at the new CDC COVID high-risk travel list. CNN reports that the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention moved five Caribbean island destinations onto its high-risk travel category for COVID-19 on Monday. In total, the CDC moved 15 places to level four or very high risk, showing the continuing grip of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus has on the world right now. Last week, 22 destinations were added to level four. The CDC places a destination at level four when more than 500 cases per 100,000 residents are registered in the past 28 days. The CDC advises travelers to avoid travel to level four countries. The 15 places added this week include Colombia, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Fiji, Guadeloupe, Jamaica, Kuwait, Mongolia, Niger, Peru, Romania, St. Barthélemy, St. Martin, Tunisia, and the United Arab Emirates. Caribbean island destinations, including the Dominican Republic, Guadeloupe, Jamaica, St. Barthélemy, and St. Martin, represents one-third of new entries this week. Haiti, which is located on the island of Hispaniola, alongside Dominican Republic, was already at level four. And French St. Martin also shares an island with Dutch St. Martin, which was already at level four. Other popular Caribbean destinations were also already at level four. They include Aruba, the Bahamas, Barbados, the British Virgin Islands, Curacao, and Turks and Caicos, among others. The level four list now contains almost 120 places. In early January, there were around 80 destinations, further demonstrating the reach of the Omicron variant. The CDC does not include the United States in its list of advisories, but it was color-coded at level four on January 24th on the agency's map of travel risk levels. In its broader travel guidance, the CDC has recommended avoiding all international travel until you are fully vaccinated. The Jamaica Information Service reports that the Pan American Health Organization is looking to facilitate the vaccination of at least 70% of the collective population of Latin America and Caribbean member countries against the coronavirus COVID-19 by mid-2022. Director Dr. Carissa Ethian, who notes that more than 60% of people in these states have been fully immunized, says the Pan American American Health Organization's revolving fund will shortly reach the milestone of delivering 100 million doses of vaccine 
to 33 countries. As more vaccines become available, we encourage those who haven't been vaccinated to do so, Dr. Ethian added. She was speaking at the Pan American Health Organization's recent weekly COVID-19 digital media briefing. Meanwhile, Pan American Health Organization Assistant Director Dr. Jarbas Barbosa the Silver Jr. said the progress of COVID-19 vaccinations has been achieved through efforts by individual countries to acquire doses, bilateral agreements between countries and manufacturers and other suppliers, donations from several countries, including the United States of America, Canada and Spain, and the World Health Organization's COVID-19 vaccine global access COVAX facility. Dr. Barbosa said a breakdown of the vaccination statistics show that only four member countries have today vaccinated more than 75% of their population. These are Chile, Cuba, Panama, and Paraguay. Additionally, he said 10 have yet to reach the 40% target of the World Health Organization had set for countries to achieve by the end of 2021, while only one country remains to get the minimum 20% goal, covering health workers and the most vulnerable, including the elderly and persons with underlying health conditions. While noting that vaccine access varies in each country, Dr. Barbosa maintained that it was imperative that they acquire doses to immunize at least 70% of their population. The assistant director said in light of the high transmissibility of the COVID-19 Omicron variant, it is important to guarantee that all countries have access to doses of vaccines for their populations equitably. Meanwhile, Dr. Ethian, who emphasized that COVID-19 remains a serious threat, said the rapidly evolving situation with the pandemic means that we must persevere for now. Dr. Ethian added that she is hopeful and optimistic that positive outcomes will be achieved this year. Reuters report that St. Vincent and Grenadines has exported a cargo of 110 pounds of medical cannabis after receiving a license for export to Germany, according to officials' announcements and a local official familiar with the matter. St. Vincent, a Caribbean nation with a population of just over 110,000 people, has for years developed its local cannabis industry. In 2018, St. Vincent created a state agency to oversee licensing and ensure its medical cannabis is available to local patients. The shipment left on January 18 and was expected to arrive in Germany on January 19, said the official who acts not to be named. The cargo was sold by Caribbean Cannabis Company, which already markets several products locally, according to the source. St. Vincent Agriculture Minister Suboto Caesar said on January 7, the German Federal Institute for Drugs and Medical Devices had approved a license for shipment. St. Vincent and the Grenadines is ready for global business in the medical wellness industry, Caesar said. He said that it was the first medical cannabis export by a member of the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States, made up of 11 nations and overseas territories on the eastern edge of the Caribbean Sea.
BVINews.com reports that the British Virgin Islands has captured the Capital Finance International 2021 Award for Best Offshore Financial Services in recognition of the crucial role it plays in the global economy. This is the second consecutive year the territory has topped the award, having also won it in 2020. Chief Executive Officer for the British Virgin Islands Finance, Elise Donovan, said the award is an indication of the resilience of the territory's financial services sector, especially during this uncertain period for global economies. This award is received at a time that signifies that the BVI financial services industry is resilient, robust, well-built, and world-class. It goes without saying that the entire world is experiencing major shifts that have affected not only our business, but our humanity. The BVI is poised to and has responded to these shifts with the expertise, skill, and efficiency we are known for globally. This win is also the perfect start to our 20th anniversary celebrations this year, Donovan said. The judges' report praised the British Virgin Islands Financial Center for assisting the connection of global markets and stimulating capital flow. The Capital Finance International reports also highlighted the continued digital engagement with key stakeholders through continued and regular presence on the global conference and trade show circuit also deserve commendation. The territory was also described as a jurisdiction that boasts an innovative and internationally recognized regulatory regime with a business-friendly operation environment. The British Virgin Islands policy on no taxes on capital gains or withholdings also played a role in its praise by the judges of the award. Last year, the British Virgin Islands government had reported an increase in the growth of the financial sector. There was a marked increase in company incorporations and registration of limited partnerships and revenue from financial services surpassed the initial 2021 estimate. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that Lime Tree Bay Refinery on St. Croix now belongs to West Indies Petroleum and its partners, Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation LLP, after the companies made the final $11.4 million of the $62 million sales price of the auction sold South Shore facility. In a release issued on January 7, West Indies Petroleum CEO Charles Chambers said, No doubt we are committed to and confident about successfully closing out the sale and moving towards maximizing the potential benefits that this refinery may have on improving not just local or regional, but also global energy security. The Jamaica-based firm said it sees the purchase of the refinery as a major strategic investment. He added, quite apart from the economic boost to St. Croix via the significant foreign direct investment and job creation, which our investment will naturally bring, it's important to note that given the distinct comparative advantage which its strategic location facilitates have significantly raised the prospects of West Indies Petroleum leveraging its footprints by supporting in a major way the energy requirements of a raft of countries, including Puerto Rico, 
Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, and sections of the United States. Though the sale is now completed, the next step for the refinery includes U.S. Environmental Protection Agency processes. West Indies Petroleum has been seeking a Prevention of Significant Deterioration Permit, or PSD permit, from the EPA in its quest to restart the refinery. The PSD permit requires a minimum of 11 to 18 months. That includes inspections, planning, and other aspects of permit approval. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer reports that Rihanna's Clara Lionel Foundation has pledged to donate $15 million to organizations that are fighting for climate justice in the United States and the Caribbean. The pledge was made in partnership with Jack Dorsey's hashtag Start Small initiative. At the Clara Lionel Foundation, much of the work is rooted in the understanding that climate disasters, which are growing in frequency and intensity, do not impact all communities equally, with communities of color and island nations facing the brunt of climate change. This is why the Clara Foundation prioritizes both climate resilience and climate justice work across the U.S. and the Caribbean, Rihanna said. Justine Lucas, the executive director at the Clara Lionel Foundation, also commented on the pledge, writing, Clara Lionel Foundation believes strongly that funders must build partnerships with organizations and acknowledge their deep understanding of what is necessary to achieve climate justice in their own communities. Back in November of last year, Rihanna was declared as a national hero of Barbados. Ambassador Robin Rihanna Fenty has given service to Barbados, which has been exemplified by visionary and pioneering leadership, extraordinary achievement, and the attainment of the highest excellence that is redounded to the honor of Barbados, said Prime Minister Mia Motley at a ceremony celebrating the island's nation cutting ties from the British monarchy and becoming a republic. Antigua Newsroom reports that with Valentine's Day fast approaching, Big 7 Travel officially released the 15 best honeymoon destinations for 2022. To find the best honeymoon destinations for 2022, Big 7 Travel scoured the internet using Google Trends data. Instagram hashtags and dedicated Pinterest boards. The final results were then ranked based on overall romance, unique couple things to do, and affordability. The top five best honeymoon destinations for 2022 are number one, New England, USA, number two, Greece, number three, Zanzibar, number four, Maldives, and Antigua has been named the fifth best honeymoon destination for 2022. To read more about the top destination, including Antigua and Barbuda, check out the article on AntiguaNewsroom.com. On Friday, 
the Miss World organization announced 40 semifinalists for the Miss World 2021 contest. The finale of this competition is now set to take place on March 16, 2022. The finale was postponed on December 16, 2021 due to concerns about the health and safety of contestants, staff, crew, and the general public in relation to the COVID-19 outbreak within the Miss World organization camp. At the time of the postponement, 97 contestants were required to return to their home countries. The 40 semifinalists comprise of 15 winners in the fast track challenges and 25 contestants selected by judges. The finalists includes Argentina, Bahamas, Botswana, Brazil, Cameroon, Canada, Chile, China, Colombia, Cote d'Ivoire, Czech Republic, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, England, France, Guinea, Hungary, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Ireland, Kenya, Madagascar, Malaysia, Mexico, Mongolia, Nepal, Nicaragua, Northern Ireland, Paraguay, Philippines, Poland, Puerto Rico, Somalia, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Trinidad and Tobago, United States, Venezuela, and Vietnam. The 40 semifinalists are required to return to San Juan, Puerto Rico to participate in the final competition. Miss World Health Organization has indicated that the remaining 57 countries will be featured virtually during the broadcast of the Miss World contest on March 16, 2022. And finally, HaitiNews.net reports that the Philadelphia Union signed 19-year-old defender Anton Sorensen to a two-and-a-half-year homegrown contract on Tuesday. The Philadelphia Union are an American professional soccer club based in the Philadelphia metropolitan area. The contract has multiple options that could add another two years to the deal. Sorensen was first affiliated with the union when he joined the team's youth academy in 2019. He played in 12 games, 11 starts for unions, two in the USL. A native of Port-au-Prince, Haiti, Sorensen grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and holds citizenship with both Haiti and the United States. He already participated with the United States Youth National Team, getting called up to the under-14 and under-16 teams. Sorensen is the 18th player to sign a homegrown deal with the union. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, January 26th. I'm Keisha Wallace. Thank you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news right here Monday through Friday. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.